0: The Old Testament reading comes from Psalm 18, 1 through 6. The Lord is my rock and my fortress. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of shore entangled me, and the snares of death confronted me. But in my distress, I call upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. The epistle reading comes from Romans 10:5 through 17. The message of salvation to all. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandments shall live by them. But the righteousness based based on faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven or who will descend into the abyss. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. The Gospel reading comes from Matthew, chapter 14, 22-33. In, re- in respect to the Gospel, please rise. Jesus walks on water. Immediately he made the disciples get onto the boat and go before him to the other side. and said, It's a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshiped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God.
1: And before beginning, I just want to thank Wyatt for reading the scripture for us today. And Wyatt, at least in my experience with this congregation, you're kind of blazing a trail here and so, if there are other young students such as Wyatt who would like to be a part of the team that reads the scripture uh, during our worship service, you certainly uh, we would love to have you do that. Okay, so thank you, Wyatt, for being a, a trailblazer. Thank you. Yeah. You know, um, I am basically a person that likes to trust others. That's just. Just my nature, and uh, but I'm learning, I'm learning. So this past Monday, I got an email that said someone had used our PayPal account and charged $1,200 to it to buy cryptocurrency. And if I had done that, and there was a phone number to call in case I hadn't done that, well, I immediately called that phone number. And gentleman on the other end of the phone said, answered, you know, this is PayPal. How can I help you? And I explained the email. And, and, he, and I said, I, I, I want to, I didn't do that. Okay. So I want to just cancel that. And I also want to cancel my PayPal account. He said, well, you know, are you at a computer? I said, no, I'm, I'm actually in, sitting in my truck in somebody else's driveway. I'm on the phone. I'm not home right now. Well, he said, you need to be at your computer. So, said, why do I need to be at my computer? Why can't I do this over the phone? He said, that's just the way it, it works. You need to be at your computer. And we went on that conversation like that several times over in terms of why can't I just do this over the phone? He said, you know, you need to be at your computer. I said, okay, well, I'll... I'll be going home and I'll get on my computer and I'll call you back. So I did that, went home, called him back. He said, are you in front of your computer now? I said, yes I am. Okay, well here, I want you to type this in. I said, well, now I have to tell you, I said to him, I'm beginning to not trust you. Why do I need to be in front of my computer? Well, you you just do. I said, I mean, I can't go on my phone now and just close out my PayPal account and take. It. No, he said, because because I when you talked to me earlier, I I put your account on hold because of that transaction. No, you can't access your PayPal account right now. And so you'll need to just type this in in your computer. I said. I'm sorry, but I, I just don't trust you. Again, I, and I asked, why? Why do I need to be on my computer? Why, why can't I do this over the phone? He said, that's just how it is. Well, finally, I said, I, I'm sorry. I don't trust you. And I hung up. And I never did enter what he wanted me to. Well, actually, truth be told, I did start to enter it, but I never pushed the psh, download key. And immediately after hanging up with him, I got online and went to my PayPal account. I could access my PayPal account, no problem. I checked for recent transactions. There was no transaction for $1,200 buying cryptocurrency. I pressed the button to cancel my PayPal account. My PayPal account got canceled just then and there. It was a scam. It was a scam. I am so glad I didn't trust him. You can't trust everyone, can you? No, you can't. Well, immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said to Peter, why did you doubt? It's good to have someone you can trust, isn't it? (laughs) Just ask Peter, especially when it comes to times when you have to walk on water. It is good to have someone you can trust. Now, you know what? As amazing as, as this event happened back in Jesus' day of, of Jesus walking on water and Peter walking on water, as amazing as that is, you know what? I think it's more of a common occurrence than we might tend to believe. In fact, I believe that you probably at some point in time have been there and done that, and walked on water. Have you ever needed someone to trust? Peter needed someone to trust, didn't he? So did everyone else who was in that boat with him. They each needed someone to trust. Matthew says they were a considerable distance from land and they were buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And Mark adds to his account of this that the disciples were straining at the oars because of the winds being against them. And John, in his account of this, clarifies exactly how far it was they were away from shore. About three and a half miles. That would make for a pretty good swim. (laughs) Don't you agree? And and at that moment, those men in that boat, they had, as they felt, two options. Either we're gonna sink, or we're gonna swim. And I think we can understand that neither of those options was very appealing to any of them. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. didn't they? In that fear-filled moment, they had the option to trust Jesus, who, by the way, was talking to them from the water while he was walking on the water. And Peter, being Peter, you know Peter's personality, right, impetuous doesn't think things through, just acts, just responds. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on water, and came toward Jesus. Peter trusted Jesus, didn't he? Well, as it turns out, that's a qualified yes. He did trust Jesus until he saw the wind and the waves." They get to us too, don't they? The wind and the waves. I mean, we do something we know that is wrong. And this is different. It's something that you you did and and you can't believe that you sank that low. and you're beating yourself up. We don't always do that over the sins, we do, do we? But this one, this one just, this one was different. And so you confess it as a sin, and you ask the Lord to forgive you, and you receive his forgiveness, and then the wind and the waves of doubt come, called shame and guilt and you back up to what it was you did and you still can't believe that you did that. You reached such a low in your life and you doubt whether or not anyone could forgive you for having done what it was that you did or a problem arises in our lives. Maybe it's a crisis in our home. Maybe it is something that's going on at work. Maybe it is financial. Maybe it has to do with your health and you go to the doctor and they give you the report. Or maybe it has to do with someone that you love who is going through something terrible. And at first you pray, And we ask the Lord for help. But then the help that we're asking for is slow in coming. Or maybe it comes in a way that we weren't expecting and didn't meet our expectations. Or maybe it just doesn't come at all. And then the waves of doubt and fear begin to roll big in front of us. And we wonder whether or not God really has heard our prayer or whether or not God really will answer our prayer. And we start to feel like we're sinking and drowning. That's not a good place to be, is it? It's not much fun, is it? Just just ask Peter. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord! Save me. At that moment, Peter needed someone he could trust. More specifically, he needed to trust Jesus. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? There's really not an answer to that question, is there? Why did you doubt? At least not a sensible answer or a rational answer, not in light of what Jesus was doing at that moment. Jesus was walking on water. And if he could walk on water, if he could still the wind and the waves with simple words, the simple command of be still, If he could change water into wine, if he could restore the sight of the blind and the hearing of the deaf and the ability to walk to those who were crippled If he could heal people of their incurable diseases, if he could feed more than 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish, and then a few days later turn around and feed 4,000 more people with, again, a meager amount of bread, seven loaves of bread and a few small fish. If he could raise a 12-year-old girl from the dead, and if he could raise a young man being carried out of town for his burial, From the dead, and if he could raise an old guy like Lazarus from the dead, and if he was willing to lay down his life in exchange for ours, if he could do all of that, and he did, well then let's put it this way He is someone you can trust, isn't he? He says you're forgiven. And you are. He says he answers prayers always for the good of those who love him with your eternity in mind. He says he always will answer your prayers. And he does. You can trust him. And when it comes to that moment when he's gonna ask you to step out of the boat, and by that moment, I am talking about the moment you're going to die. When that moment comes and he asks you to step out of the boat, you can trust him to give you the eternal life that he has promised to give you because as he said, Not only did he die to guarantee that, he rose again to guarantee that. Because I live, you will live also. Do you need someone to trust? Trust him. Trust him daily. Trust him with the small stuff. Trust him with the big stuff. Especially trust him with the stuff that's crushing you and you just know you cannot possibly carry it. Trust him when you see no way out. Like Peter, take his hand. When you do, you'll be walking on water. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.